You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. He's a renowned chef, but man, he's so much more than that. He's just a remarkable human being. I love him. Just an amazing man uh, and a good friend of mine. David Fema uh, does so much for all of us beyond just, you know, being in the kitchen and chefing up the best of the best. Uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving and in celebration of all of our blessings, the Fema family and their amazing staff and vendors, along with the partnership of the Dillon family, will be donating 1,000, yes, 1,000 Thanksgiving meals uh, to the community. Actually, he's going to do more than a thousand. I know that because that's just how he rolls. The menu items uh, are going to be shared with families on Thanksgiving Day. And David Fema himself is joining us here, courtesy of the John Schuster Gold Banker Hotline, to talk about what's taking place on Thanksgiving Day. First off, David, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, my gosh. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. Sorry, I am in the kitchen. We are preparing all these stuff right now. So if you hear any background noise, it's the noise of a lot of amazing people doing some really good work, getting ready for this uh, uh, for our distribution tomorrow. Hey, Your words are way too way too kind. No, 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 no. The, my, my my words are very very accurate. And look, we wouldn't want it any other way. You in the kitchen, prepping and doing the food for the people, <laughs> and, and, and for the people out there listening that aren't aware of what you're doing, just kind of lay out what you got going on uh, for the people here tomorrow. Well, you know, we've we've have always had this amazing partnership with Minnesota Central Kitchen and Second Harvest, where we make meals for the community. It started during COVID, and we kept on doing it and doing it. This time around, we wanted to add a little bit more to that. Uh, Stephanie Dillon and and Riley Dillon, their families joined our families and said, "Let's do something a little bit more." And and we decided, okay, whatever it is that we're going to eat during Thanksgiving. We want to be able to share it with the family uh, and people who that they are in need or that they don't want to cook. Whatever the reason, we're going to open our doors tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and we're going to be serving um, uh, dinners of, for families of four, one per person, until they run out. Um, and um, you know, it's everything from wonderful turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, peas, corn. Um, the the whole thing, all the all that people have to do when they get home, and uh, is to take it, put it in the oven, and heat it up. And of course, this doesn't happen when you don't have a staff that works so hard in making it happen. When you have the the, the Dillon family, U.S. Food, Fish Guy, everybody. I mean, I, I appreciate the kind words, but there's so many people involved in putting that together uh, that we are blessed to be able to do that 
Because honestly, there's no way we can do it without all of them. So it's it's really we are very very humbled and and I wish we could do more. To be honest with you. Yeah, and, and you're and you're so right, David. Like you know, you do so much community work. I do as much as I can as well. And you're right, like a hundred percent that that when you have something that comes off in terms of giving back and you're putting together like big events and you're putting together big give back campaigns for people out there because we love people, right? Like it's all about the love. It takes so many people behind the scenes to pull something of this type of magnitude off. Absolutely. Uh, these are people who work uh, uh, hourly. They, we pay them well and everything, but it doesn't really matter. It's still a lot of work and it's still deadlines. It's still uh, you know, you're right, it's over a thousand meals, and we're getting calls from so many different partners. Uh, Sunny Foundation says, hey, we have a lot of families that we just got calls that don't have transportation. Uh, so our mutual friend, Tony, called and says, you know, we want to come and pick them up and transport them. So they're going to come in, and we're making more so they can take them and transport them. He takes, it really, I mean, it's a cliche, and it sounds weird to say it takes a village but it really does take a big village yep and it takes a village of people running our own restaurants so we can hopefully uh, be profitable so we can keep doing stuff like that so even people who are not involved directly indirectly by being partners with us they're involved you are involved by spreading the word out there yeah it's it's really it's not a one man show not even close to that you know, David, I guess I got to ask you this because you are somebody that like this is your your it's a labor of love for you. This is what you love doing. What, what is what does it make it that much more special when we talk about the outreach of what you're doing in this particular moment is going to be impacting so many different people's lives for the next couple of days? It's, this is an amazing workout for the soul. You know, Henry, I see you at the gym every every so often. Not as often as I used to see you, to see you, and that's not because of you. It's probably me. But when you go and have this great workout for your body, it's hard, correct? Yep. But when you're done, it feels really good. This is the workout for the soul. This is when you do it and you sit down with your family and you're enjoying a meal, you, you have your conscience feels better. There is always a lot to do. There is always more to do. But imagine if we all, in whatever shape, size, or form, did something very little. Because a lot of little makes for huge. Absolutely. And imagine us all doing that. You're doing it. A lot of people are doing it. So, uh, God, we're doing, we're doing what so many before us have done better and bigger. We're just trying to do our part. And... Um, it does. It does feel good. It does. Um, there's, we do it for many reasons. We do it because the community is amazing to us. Because uh, they've been supporting us. We're doing it because there is a need. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, you need one right reason to do a million good things. You don't. You do not need a million reasons to do one right thing. Talking to Chef David Fema here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at David underscore Fema. But more importantly, um, if you're out there and you um, you want to you know have one of these extraordinary meals, 
Make sure that you stop by FEMA's Minneapolis tomorrow um, starting at 10 a.m. until they run out. First come, first serve with these meals. Um, these meals could run out pretty quickly. They're going to end it at 1, but the, the meals could be gone by as soon as maybe noon tomorrow. Uh, but they're packaged meals for families of four. So stop on by FEMA's uh, in downtown Minneapolis. And, and I do want to say this because you, you really you, you brought back a memory, uh, David, in when I was living in Kansas City, and I want to say the year was around like uh, 2015 or, or 16. I can't remember which one, but it was, it was one of those years. Um, I came back home for Thanksgiving. And in that particular Thanksgiving cycle, right, um, a lot of my family had traveled away out of state. And so I essentially ended up, you know, kind of hanging out here uh, amongst just a few friends. And a friend of mine, Megan, has said to me, um, hey, you know, what are you doing on Thanksgiving? And I said, I, I don't really have much planned. Um, hopefully I'll find a meal. And she says, hey, could you do something with me? I said, sure. What is it? And she says, we're going to go to a church over in Richfield. And on that specific day, what we did was in two different shifts, we were in the kitchen cleaning and then we were in the kitchen prepping and helping with food. For those people out there in the community that they could come into that church later that evening and get a free um, Thanksgiving meal, and the majority of those individuals were homeless. I can't tell you, David, how that made me feel. I will never forget that ever in my life that I took that specific day when I was here and my friend said, let's do this for the people, for the community. I'll never forget it, man. You know, you are touching on something that is so, so critical. Like I said, and by the way, we've gotten so many calls from so many people. Amazing how the community, when they've started hearing from people like you about what we were doing, how can we help? Well, first of all, we have plenty of help. So if you want to help, go out there on Second Harvest uh, website or Minnesota Central Kitchen they do this for a living. They do this all day long. They do this all year long and donate whatever you can. They, they can make every dollar count a lot more than we can. So that's number one. But you touched on something, Henry, that is huge. Forget about how you feel for a second. Forget about the impact that what you do has on other people in them wanting them and them wanting to do the same thing. I think I always said that good attracts good. It's a magnet. But the impact that it has on the receiving end, people who are in need or for whatever reason, one of the first things that you lose in life when you are a little bit out of luck is dignity, is hope. And when you see that people around you care, and when the people around you want to, want in a, a small way, just make you feel better, it, give, it, 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 it gives you hope. It gives you, it gives you that dignity that is so hurt, it brings it up a little bit more. Imagine all of us as a human being doing that, all of us to those of who are out of luck. I hate the word in need because you know what? People do on, are not on purpose wanting to be needy. Mm -hmm. People do on purpose not wanting to be poor. People on purpose not wanting for somebody to give them a handout. None of them do. But it's hard. 
And yep. especially right now. And sometimes you're out of luck. And sometimes life really deals you a bad card. And you, when you get that thing where somebody gives, uh, well, I wanted to use a French word, but I won't. <laughs> but <care. laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, you, you, you feel good. And that is, to, to me, the biggest impact that things like this have. Hey, Chef, man, always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so for, uh, so much for what you do and you and your family do for our community, uh, the collaborations, the partnerships with a lot of people. Because, t- like you said before, it takes a lot of people to pull something like this off. But uh, I look forward to, to catching up with you tomorrow and checking in. And uh, I'm going to let you do what you do best, man. You're in the kitchen right now, so I'm going to let you do your thing. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you for always supporting not only me, but everybody in this town who does a little good, you always highlight them and put them on a pedestal. We don't deserve all the accolades we get, but we appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. That's Chef David Fema joining us here on The Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, just to uh, reiterate again, uh, tomorrow, if you have a family of four, uh, these packaged meals um, are going to be given away for free starting at 10 a.m. until they run out, okay? And they're going to give away um, at least 1,000 meals. That's – you talking about giving back, man, and doing what's right and doing what's in your heart and doing it because of love. That's what David Fema and the, the folks associated with him, that's what they do. When we come back, we get to a scoreboard. That's next year on The Lake Show. Man, this show is just flying by. We're already close to the midway point here on The Lake Show. Rest of the week – Looks like this. Tomorrow we've got Timberwolves tonight. Timberwolves in action. Early game against the Indiana Pacers. And then we're off the rest of the week. We're off the rest of the week. I might Look, I'm so giddy, I might even partake in Black Friday. I typically work on Black Friday. Yeah. I might get in these streets, get my shop on. Man, well, good for you having... I'm Look about that credit card. Bam, hey, bam, see, bam, there you go. bam. A little hit, hit him up style right there. <laughs> hit him up. Hit him up style. Yeah, I'm actually working Thanksgiving to Black Friday. Really? Yeah. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Oh, I, I mean, you know. I typically do. Yeah. I've I, never, I've only, did, I've only done Black Friday once in terms of shopping. Oh, yeah? And the one place I went to was the Albertville Outlet Mall. Okay. Years ago. I don't even think I was living here at the time. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's the one place. If you're gonna go Black Friday shopping, that's the one place. The outlet mall. Yeah, I, I mean, you, well, you can not pick Friday, a more hectic place. But hold on, Black Friday doesn't scream of outlet. Like Black Friday is like you should get deals on the, the spots that are basically charging yeah, full price. But, but I mean, you know, everybody around here knows the Albertville, you know, outlet mall. Like everybody knows it. Yeah. So it's gonna be one of those places that you know, it's like. Hey, if we're, you know, let's just go up to the outlet malls. Like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, people are always going to go to Albertville. Yeah, I've got friends of mine from mm, South Dakota. When, it ain't when, the same, man. No? Since the pandemic? Oh, what? See, no, see, I, see and I haven't, I, well, I haven't been up there since the pandemic, but yeah, I mean, it was it's, always. It's, it's thinned out. Oh. It's thinned out. I remember going to the Nike store up there. When I'd, uh, yeah, when, it ain't when the I, same. Yeah. When Nike I was li- store ain't the same. See, when I was going to college in Fargo. Like when we come to the cities, mm-hmm. we'd always have to stop, you know, because it's right on ninety four, just yeah, right on the for way. Sure. Yep. And oh yeah, stopping at the Nike store. 
You wouldn't look at me, but I dropped quite a bit of coin back in the day, back at the uh, the Nike store. Egan now. Egan, that's the outlet where people go. Okay. For Nike. Yeah, it's too far south for me. Yeah. I don't I'm 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 scared of, you know, I'm I'm scared of the You scared? I'm scared of going south in 94. If you're, Henry. Scared, if you're scared, get a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, uh, what we're not scared of is a scoreboard. Let's do that now. Well, it shouldn't scare us cuz there's not really a whole lot going on. But, no, it's not. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start in the uh, in the NBA here Lake. There's four games on the slate, two of them currently in action. Less than a minute left to go in the first half. In Philly, the Sixers up on the Nets, 60-54. to 54. Kevin Durant, uh, 12 points in that game. for Kevin the- Durant, don't you know who I am? You know yeah. who I am. Yeah, we know who you are. <laughs> we know. Uh, right now, the Grizzlies up on the Kings. Four minutes left to go in the first quarter there, 23-21. to 21. Harrison Barnes, nine points for Sacramento. Sacramento is kind of a team that I've... You know, they're on a nice little run right now. I think they've won like five in a row, six in a row right now. So, I mean, Sacramento playing well in the Western Conference. And, I mean, tomorrow night, Indiana Pacers, I think the Pacers have won like five and five or six in a row. Like, you know, Pacers are playing good ball too. So, mm. be interesting to see the Wolves uh, go to uh, go to Indy. Two other games tonight. The Nuggets are hosting the Pistons and the Lakers. I think they've won three in a row now as well. They're you know, five the late show, baby. Yeah, but they are winless on the road. They head down to the Valley of the Sun. They've got the Phoenix Suns that game at uh, 9 o'clock. And if uh, you want to watch it on the television, it is on the TNT uh, television channel. Let's go to the NHL. The Sabres doubling up the Canadians 4-2. to two. Six minutes left to go in the second period there. And a game later on tonight at CryptoCom Arena, FTX, ICE, whatever they're calling it now. The Rangers and the LA Kings. And, uh, they're, uh, Kevin Fiala, actually six goals, 12, he's got 18 points mm. for, uh, for the LA Kings. I just, I just saw that kind of in passing. So, oh boy. So, you're saying that we're missing him, is what you're I'm, saying. I'm saying that <laughs> you, you and Dane may have been onto something. <sighs> so, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing, uh, nothing going on. You know, the, uh, Gopher men. Got a squeaker last night over Cal Baptist. I didn't even know Cal Baptist had a team until last night. I, I got. Oh uh, wait, who do we got tonight? Well, who do they have next? Who do the Gophers have next? Uh, let me see. Tomorrow, uh, UNLV. UNLV tomorrow. Yeah, UNLV tomorrow, and okay. then on Monday, it's uh, Vatek. 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 Yes. Got you. So that's what we got, and I think the uh, the Gopher women there are off until this weekend as well. So, yeah, what are the uh, the Gopher women? Let's see, they are. Off. It's not like I really know anything about Cal Baptist, but at least we <laughs> we squeaked it out in overtime. I mean, Dawson Garcia with the bucket with uh, I think it was like five or seven seconds left or something. Like that. I mean, that could be one of those losses that you know, when it comes to selection Sunday, those could be one of like the quadrant nine losses Luke, that could really hurt you. You know, selection Sunday. What's that? It's where teams get picked to go to the. Oh, I'm well aware. In the NIT or Rock C- CBI, CBA? Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Rock Chalk? Mm-hmm. Never heard of her. Mm. All right, it's going to wrap up the scoreboard. Coming up next, meteorologist Paul Douglas with the weather. Then after that, around the NFL on the Lake Show. As much as I love Sade, which I do very much, I love football too. And I love when we hear the music for around the NFL. It gets me a little fired up. Oh. <laughs> No, no. 
a Thanksgiving week edition of Around the NFL. Well, since the Vikings have been exposed as frauds, and everybody's oh, clear- slow down, slow your roll. No, everybody's clear. You're a hater. Everybody's clearly off the bat. Are you kidding? I've been drinking the Kool Aid all year. Why you just call them frauds? Well, that's what everybody else is saying. Oh, many, I thought you were saying that. No, right? many people, Henry. Many, many people say. M- many people say that the Vikings are frauds. <laughs> okay, Donald. <laughs> many people say I can't. I can't do the impression. <laughs> many people say. Many people say. Many people say that the Vikings are frauds. <laughs> Fake team. Anyway, are you concerned about the Vikings? Or was that game, was that just a blip on the radar? Blip on the radar. I'm not concerned at all. I I really, I I said this yesterday. This is the biggest overreaction with Vikings football in the last several years. Like, I, I get it. It was ugly and the world saw it. But my gosh, man, calm down. Just a little. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. And, you know, again, you called it the biggest overreaction. I mean, that's all we do is overreact. Like, that's what Minnesota fans do. We overreact. Like, Chicken Little. That's the, every fan base. The sky, that, every I, NFL fan base overreacts. I don't think anybody's nearly as bad as we are. I mean, what? I, I think we. Nah, this no, is what we do. No, no, no. Well, I know. but This is what we do. But we do it really, really well. I mean, we overreact as well as anybody. So our reaction just comes across differently because we're so fair weather fans. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you better tape up those ankles from jumping on and off the bandwagon. That's all I'm saying. So what are you expecting on Thursday night in that Vikings versus New England game? Any particular way that you think this thing's going to go? I think it's going to be a tough game for the Vikings, but I think the Vikings win this game by a touchdown. I don't know what the Vegas line is on it. I don't know what we're favored. But I just, New England doesn't have enough offense for us. They might stifle our offense a little bit, but you know what they're not going to do? Score. They're not going to put up 20. I say the Minnesota Vikings win on Thursday 21-14. Okay. I I just don't see them mustering a whole lot of points. No, I, I, I don't either. Right now, the you know Vikes are favored by two and a half. The over under is forty two and a half. So low scoring game. Yeah, Matthew Judon, absolute. Stud. He's a monster. But outside of Matthew Judon, there's there's nothing out there on that defense that really I I think just to me, Bill Belichick's when he's got the horses, he's great. He just doesn't have the horses. I mean, I think New England looked better last week. Because the Jets offensively right now are just so inept. And on top of that, Mac Jones is not having a good year. Like, he showed some promise in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. But this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with the injury, right? I yeah. just don't – I don't think he's going to take over. Yeah. It's it, – I mean, I think we need to look at New England in terms of what they are now. They are a below-average football team that – They've got to win ugly. And I feel if the Vikings can get to 17 points, you can beat New England. Yeah, but they can make it ugly. And all it takes is a turnover. Or two. I, but I, I, don't, th- I don't see them winning. No, I, I just feel like that game on Sunday, like, the Vikings are going to they're gonna want to get this taste out of their mouth. Like, that was a bad loss at home. I feel like they're going to have something to prove. Agreed. So, here's kind of... 
I feel dirty even saying this, but who should Vikings fans be rooting for on Sunday night? You got four and seven Green Bay at nine and one Philadelphia. I know fans are like, I can't root for Green Bay because it's Green Bay. But if you still want a shot at home field in the NFC, you got to somehow gain a game on Philly and get back to even ground. I mean, Vikings rooting interest should be where? The interest should be... Look, the Packers ain't catching you. So you actually probably want the Packers to win this game. Yeah, and... I don't see them winning this game, mm-hmm. but that's what you would want. Yeah, the game's in Philly, too, so it's going to be even harder. But if the Vikings at all, like, you're a game behind, and you're actually two because you lost the tiebreaker. So you got to figure out how to gain two games on Philly in order to get the number one seed, which is crazy to even think about. But one of those games, you got to hope that they stub their toe, and maybe A-Rodge can you know, get some of that magic that he's always mustering up in years before. The magic. The magic. All right, so who's the best team in the NFC? San Francisco looked really good last night against Arizona. I know it's Colt McCoy. You got Dallas, who I guess they beat the Vikings over the weekend. I mean, I'm just hearing about it now. Or you have Philadelphia. Philly squeaked, but Philly did not look good at all, by the way, against Indianapolis. Like, Philly was lucky to win that game. But the fact is, you got those three teams... Is it one of those three, or is it somebody else? Best team in the the NFC NFC right now. Yes. Mm, Dallas. Okay. Because of Parsons. It's it's hard to argue. When when we see that pass rush that Dallas showed last week, they're going to be tough to beat. They really are. And, I, and they got Dak. And, and what, what did I say last week? What was the lead for one of the shows? I said, you, you guys are underestimating Dak Prescott. The reason why is because he's under the microscope and people are dissing him because all of the, the pressure is on him. He's got that star on his helmet. And what did Dak do? Whatever the hell he wanted on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Dak, Dak looked good. I like what San Francisco's got in terms of weapons. Like, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, you know, Kittle, McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell. Like, they're going to be able to put up points. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some pretty good... I I feel like the competition, the quality of the football in the NFC has been rising a little bit over the last few weeks. And that's good for the Vikings because you're going to have to raise your game if you think that you want to compete with them. And they even got rid of a uh, a running back. They sent the running back pack into... uh... Miami, Wilson. Oh, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, who, you know, by the way, well, he played for Mike McDaniel when he was the offensive coordinator from San Francisco. Now he and Raheem Mostert are last year's running backs in San Francisco. It's like they've completely revamped their backfield and they haven't missed a beat. Okay, so before we get to my last one, I want to ask on the other side, because we're talking about teams in the NFC, have the Titans played their way into the top of the tier in the AFC. So, I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs, obviously, and, you know, the Dolphins and the Bills and maybe the Ravens, but the Titans are 7-3 and three right now. They have they started out the season at 0-2. They've won 7 out of 8, and they've won 2 in a row. Can you put them, are they, uh, are they a team to be reckoned with in the AFC? No. 
It's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and everybody else. The third team that you will mention more than likely is Miami, maybe. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. No, it's Bills and Chiefs first. I just don't think the Ravens have the firepower. I know it's Lamar Jackson. Me neither. But, I mean, they've gone through so many running backs. and So hurt. Yeah, and Rashad Bateman is out. You know, you got, what, uh, like Demarcus Robinson is their number one guy, Delvin Duvernay. You got Mark Andrews, but, you know, he's still dealing with a shoulder. All right, last question here, and it kind of goes back to one of the first things that we talked about in the show here. Like, should the Jets, should they move on and cut bait from Zach Wilson? Of course not. He's got a lot of talent. Hasn't harnessed it yet, but my goodness, man, he was a second overall pick in his second year in the, in the uh, league. You cannot give up on him this early. Why do we always hear that though with early quarterbacks? It's like if you got somebody and they don't materialize into a Pro Bowler within the first three years, like it's we got to cut bait. We got to draft another quarterback because a lot of people don't want to. Hey, they do not want to. They feel like they're wasting time. Some some people think that they've already found out if this person is who they thought they were. And sometimes they're wrong. I hate that. If if you're going to invest that kind of draft capital, why don't you see what happens? I I don't understand where you get some of these teams, all they do is draft quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. It's like, what about that stability in your franchise? When does that count for something? And I'm with you. I mean, I think the Giants are going to you know, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. Well, guess what? Daniel Jones is, I mean, not lighting the world on fire, but he's playing well enough to have the Giants into at least the playoff conversation, which is really weird to think that, you know, Cowboys and Giants both sitting in there at 7-3, and three, yep. both two games behind the Eagles in the NFC East. All right, that's going to wrap up around the NFL. You know what's next? We got headlines on the Lake Show. As I wolf down a little bit of salad. Oh, look at you eating healthy. Good for you. Trying to. Check me on Thursday. I will not be eating healthy. Well, one day. Wolfing it down. There you go. Wolf I get a quick workout in, though, on yeah. Thursday morning. I love how when I you believe. use wolf as a verb, that's when you know you're going to dig in deep. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm going to wolf it down. I'm like, using it as a verb. It's not a noun. All right, let's get into headlines. See? Grammar nerd right here. Hey, charges are filed against a 19-year-old man from Plymouth in the shooting death of a teenager last week. Augustus Matthew Sherleaf Jr. faces two second-degree murder charges and remains in custody on $1 million bail. Now, on November 14th, 17-year-old Yassine Johnson was found shot to death in a car park near an apartment complex on 37th Place North in Plymouth. Investigators say the shooting followed a dispute over the sale of a pair of high-end sneakers and Sirleaf turned him in, or turned himself in three days after the incident. You're talking about not valuing human life. A dispute over tennis Shoe. shoes? Yeah, over shoes. Th- th- that's, that's, that's embarrassing that you kill somebody over some, ten- some damn tennis shoes. I, I-, I just... Yeah. <sighs> your entire life is ruined and you killed somebody. You killed somebody. You, over you shoes. ruined your life and... You ruin another family's life, mm-hmm. their lives. Over shoes. Man. Yeah. 
The Thanksgiving travel rush was back on this year as people caught planes in numbers not seen in years, setting aside inflation concerns to reunite with loved ones and enjoy some normalcy after two holiday seasons marked by COVID-19 restrictions. Now, changing habits around work and play, however, might spread out the crowds and reduce the usual amount of holiday travel stress. Experts say many people will start holiday trips early or return or, uh, or return home later than normal because they'll spend a few days working remotely or at least tell the boss they're working remotely. Now, the busiest travel days during Thanksgiving week are usually Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Sunday after the holiday. This year, the FAA expects Tuesday to be the busiest travel day with roughly 48,000 scheduled flights, which I guess would be today. As a matter of fact, AAA predicts that 54.6 million people will travel at least 50 miles from home in the U.S. this week, a 1.5% bump over Thanksgiving last year, and only 2% less than 2019 before the pandemic hit. The auto club and insurance seller says nearly 49 million of those will travel by car, and 4.5 million will fly between Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest travel over the holidays person. I do this year have to travel during Christmas because um, my cousin uh, is, is dealing with some health issues. And, um, and yeah, we're going to bring Christmas to her. Thanksgiving, though, I'm Good. here. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It's it's almost like you got to pick and choose for a lot of us. It's like you got to pick and choose where which you know where are you going to travel for one and where are you going to stay for another it's like you, you you have to you have to kind of plan things out like that hey good news for fans of the goonies the old victorian home featured in the film is on sale in astoria oregon and potential buyers are considering making it more accessible to the public quote we have a few interested parties right now said realtor jordan miller the listing agent for the property seems to be everybody's intention to be able to open up the house a little bit more and have more access now, the 1896 home with sweeping views of the Columbia River flowing into the Pacific Ocean been listed with an asking price of $1.7 million on Zillow, where it's described as, quote, fully loaded with history, nostalgia, and an iconic level of fame. Well, since the movie hit theaters in 1985, fans have flocked to the home in northwestern Oregon's historic port of Astoria. Now, the city, the city celebrates Goonies Days on June 7th. The film's release date and welcomes thousands of people for the event. After the film's 30th anniversary, drew about 1,500 daily visitors in 2015. Uh, owner Sandy Preston posted no press, no trespassing signs prohibiting tourists from walking up to the property. But then she reopened it to the public this past August. Hmm. Goonies. Hey, you guys. <laughs> I love Goonies, man. Yeah, I did too. Remarkable movie. Yeah. It's either, Classic. it's either that or the, the truffle shuffle. Somebody from Goonies just passed, I think, didn't they? Did they? No. That's from Power Rangers. No, I ain't talking about that guy from a couple days ago. Oh, man. Because I think that guy took his own life, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm talking. Somebody from the Goonies passed? I, hey, maybe. you guys. I love it. Sloth. Anyway. Sloth is freaky looking, man. Look. Hey, and uh, Qatar or, I don't know, is it Qatar. Or Cutter. I'm not sure. I would say Qatar. I, I've okay. heard both, though. Okay. Well, I'm going to say... We'll use both. I'm going to say Qatar. Their last-minute decision to ban alcohol at World Cup stadiums has left Budweiser with loads of beer on its hands. The company has an innovative solution to offload it. They're going to ship the unsold buds to the country that wins the tournament, the company said in a tweet, because uh, they've banned alcohol sales in the 
you know, they've banned alcohol sales in the stadium. So uh, I guess totally blows for everybody. Uh, it does. Why are you doing this at the last minute? By the way, I I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't know, but uh, yeah, go USA, right? It's ridiculous for beer. Yay! Gosh. All right, coming up next, the World Cup is taking place. Man, everybody's excited. How will the U.S. do? We'll talk to Tony Sana that next year on The Late Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 